Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to Loud. I'm your host, Natalia Vargas, and we're back for another episode. This interview is literally going to promise to deliver equal parts jokes and equal parts art. We are in Hollywood, California. I'm so LA today. <laughs> you know, when I talk about hustle and like a great come up story, I always tell people about a girl named Rachel, and this is really, this is honest, because I'm a huge fan of her art. You know, this girl has literally never stopped working on her artistic career, and she's such an inspiration, and I feel like her charisma and talent has really taken her so far. She's an award-winning painter, published photographer, and just a wonderful human being with a sexy accent. Welcome to the Travel Studio, Rachel Berkowitz. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for that beautiful introduction. I, I am it. so honored. <laughs> <laughs> so happy to be here. And thank you for making the trip to Hollywood. Oh, yeah, of course. I'm so excited to be here. You know, you're just such a dynamic human being that I feel like people are just going to love this interview so much. Plus, it's nice to hear you talk in general. So. Why, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I kind of wanted to talk about the atmosphere. Rachel, I'm at her house right now in her beautiful home that has an art studio and her bedroom. And she has put a bunch of candles here. There's like purple lighting. Like, this is amazing, Rachel. Thank you for the mood. Oh, you're so welcome. It's all about the vibe, curating the it vibe. Is. Curating the vibe helps with your personality, helps the atmosphere, but also just helps you become a better person, I feel like. 100%. Too, right? I was gonna say, this is very sexy. So if you want to make out later, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> so you know tell the listeners who you are when you went to school like you know a little quick bio moment give give us a tea well I I grew up in London England um, my parents are actually American and so that's why I'm able to work here without any kind of visa issues so I feel yeah. very blessed for that but I did grow up in London my whole life I went to school there lived there until I was 18 and then moved to UCLA moved to Los Angeles to study fine art so I moved to Los Angeles almost 10 years ago, ago now. I am almost officially an Angelino. I came in as a sculptor major, actually, and then I very quickly switched to painting and I to photography. No I know, and it's so funny. I, I used to make sculptures all the time growing up. I always did drawing and sculpture, and I never even touched a camera, actually, until my first photography class at UCLA. What? That's yeah. amazing. And look at you winning awards. Yeah. <laughs> well, honestly, can I be so real with you? I went in the sculpture um, lab for the first sculpture lesson and it was just really scary for, to me. It was very intimidating. It felt like the machines were too big for who I was. And also I felt I, I just felt like it wasn't me anymore. I kind of wanted to try something new. And UCLA is incredible because you have to do new things every time. So you have to do ceramics, even if you've never done it. You have to do painting. You have to do photography. So trying those new things really allowed me to like get creative into something else. And that's what kind of drove a new, pas new passions for me. That's really good. That means that the program is built pretty well. And then you can kind of explore and maybe find something you love more and something exactly. you're better at like, who knows exactly and I just didn't want to hurt myself too I felt like sculpture was a little scary <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know I just seen like a couple of videos and I'm like that looks intense yeah I was <laughs> <laughs> would you say then I think that you know when I describe you to other people I just I don't know what to say other than like that's just Rachel like, <laughs> you have a very unique personality how would you describe your personality to the listeners I feel like I'm a very open person and I do feel like I'm very non-judgmental and I love seeing the beauty in the world. I feel like I have a lot of creative energy 
And the most important thing for me is that I can express that and allow others to see that too. What's amazing to me is building support, having friends, having experiences, life experiences. And I feel like I'm a very curious person as well about the world, about cultures, about traveling, about interests, pretty much anything. Yeah, no, you definitely <laughs> Anything are. that requires something new, something, something that's a challenge, something for me to learn. And I love being inspired and I hope that I can inspire people at the same time with my oh. energy and... Yeah, yeah, I feel with like, like every, positive vibes, you yeah, know. You definitely have the best vibes. Thanks, babe. <laughs> appreciate it. Yeah, you. you're nice to everybody constantly, no matter how shy or not shy they are, you're just the best. So Aww. that's awesome. Oh, my heart. Now, kind of, you know, piggybacking off that question, would you say that your work is a reflection of your personality? You know, if so, like, how do you think it shines through? Yeah, I, I really consider my artwork as, I know this sounds really spiritual and very deep but I do feel like Mm -hmm. artwork is kind of like an energy flow and I hope that my artwork can be viewed as well as felt so I really hope that people can get lost in my artwork I don't just make artwork for people to look at in one second and then just kind of leave I really want people to feel how I felt and hopefully the beauty or whatever kind of message or emotion I'm conveying even story I'm conveying so with my photography for example I hope to really convey like a story about someone. I'm really into portraiture when it comes to photography. Yeah. And with painting, it's more about emotions and feelings that aren't necessarily figurative. So for me, it's really just ways of making other people experience what I feel or how I experience things and aren't necessarily to do with me as a person, but more to do with the feeling that I get. Yeah. Or the feeling awesome. that I want to portray. Yeah, and I think it's cool. Um, when we were in college, I remember there was this one artwork that you were working with Summer, and she had to do a paper and like follow your journey through the whole process. And I would go to the studio sometimes and just like watch you and her do your thing. And it was really interesting to see like you just do the whole painting because you were just like, today I feel happy, so I'm going to put these colors in. Another day you were like, hmm, I want to put the spoil in the painting because I feel like this is good. And then the next day you'll come <laughs> and be like, I actually hate all of this. We're going to paint over this whole thing. So... It was really cool to see like abstract art just come to life piece by piece. And that's kind of a moment that I kind of realized like, oh, wow, like artists, they work so hard and they put so much work. It's not just what you see. It's there's so much more. Yeah, I, I love that you saw that. It was part of the process. For me, the process of creation is almost more important than the final piece. And working with Summer, working with an anthropologist, someone who was documenting my journey, she would document what I was eating, what music I was listening to. And all those things are so important to the marks that I was making on that piece because she was the one who was experiencing those things and I was almost creating it with her. Yeah. And I love that. I love collaboration. I love being able to experience art, even with someone who's not physically making the artwork herself. She was making her own artwork. Yeah. And that to me is even more beautiful because it's like two different viewpoints on one scenario. And that scenario is so special now because we both share that. When kind of going from what you said earlier, how art is just like kind of like an energy flow. So that's really interesting. So people are flowing with your energy at the time. For sure. And I do feel like all art that I make is an extension of myself. Um, To me, it's like therapy. And I love making art. I'm very, very passionate when I make my artwork. And it's the only thing that I really feel connected to fully. Oh, that's beautiful. Uh I love that. Thank you. (laughs) 
Also, Rachel, I got like a rosé and Rachel literally poured like half a bottle in each glass. (laughs) We didn't have to get up to get more. (laughs) It's not me. It's the glass. Yeah, it's a beautiful glass. Very symmetrical. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Um, I did want to say that photography to me is more of an art of storytelling rather than like feelings and emotions the way that paintings are for me. Oh, it's fascinating. Yeah. And my curiosity about people and the way that people are it's kind of like a documentary experience for yeah. me as well as a visual aesthetic and I find it very important to develop a rapport with the portrait that I am making so I, I like to develop a connection with my subject matter with the person I'm taking a picture of and often have some kind of interview with them beautiful and yeah I, I really view photography as like a storytelling means yeah for for an expression and this is what i love to show my podcast is like how dynamic people can be like we can put you in a box as like just a painter or just a photographer but it's so interesting to see how all these different art forms are really stimulating your brain in a different way totally i mean a, a portrait is a portrait in my opinion and it's a portrait within itself that's what makes it so beautiful because yeah. you can capture everything you want to capture in exactly the correct form whereas a painting I I love to experience the painterly part of a painting, which is the material part of it. I'm not trying to recreate a a piece of photography in my paintings because I don't believe that's what paintings are for. I believe that paintings are for a different purpose than photography. Photography serves that purpose of reality and paintings are more of experiencing emotion. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that. So, you know, you talked about photography. I did want to talk about Fairfix royalty. Mm-hmm. You know, when you started out, you did have a nine to five. You And then you would literally go home, get your camera and take pictures of people on Fairfax. And for everybody that doesn't know what Fairfax is, it's just a neighborhood in L.A., very trendy, very hip, full of creatives. It's a wonderful place here. I love it. You know, can you tell me, you know, kind of how you picked your subjects and why you started this? Yeah, so I I just found myself in that area and I actually didn't really know what the area was about when I moved there. Oh, wow. So I would kind of walk out of my house after my nine till five. I worked for a jewelry designer and I just felt like there was this insane energy around me. There were all these creatives around me all the time and everyone was so individual. Everyone had different outfits. Everyone seemed very multicultural too. Yeah. Uh, it seemed like a kind of melting pot within Los Angeles of this like hype streetwear culture mixed with up and coming artists, but also in this old school Jewish neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> and as a Jew, I found it really funny that there was Cantos next to Supreme. Oh, and so yes. all these. <laughs> I just ate there. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. So good. <laughs> and 24 hours, which yeah. is amazing it's for a night owl like hours? me. Yeah. I used to go there all the time. Oh, my God. 4 a.m., you know, that was the lit crowd. That was the hype crowd at 4 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> if you're in L.A., you have to go there. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> but you were saying. <laughs> anyway, so I, I was just inspired by the kind of people that I was literally meeting on the street. And at that time, I was being hired a lot to do a lot of portraits for various different things, fashion companies, individuals, events. And I just, all I really wanted at that point was to create the portraits myself. I wanted to create a portrait for someone that I really believed in someone that I felt inspired by so that that person could feel like royalty 
And I actually went to London um, right I before I did the that. project. Yeah, and I saw this painting. It was a Renaissance painting. And then there was a king and a duke and a couple other like servants. And everyone <laughs> was dressed very royal, like in these like big furs and leopard print and it was just an insane portrait. I have a photo if you'd like to see it. <laughs> of course I do. <laughs> and it was called the Duke of Fairfax. And I thought, wow, I just met this guy last week in Los Angeles who was the Duke of Fairfax in my mind. And so I called him and I said, hey. And he's a, he was a stylist. And yeah. he, I actually met him when I was working. So I met him very randomly. Um, he used to work for the, this fashion company I worked for at the time. And I loved the way he dressed. I loved his style. So I said, hey would you like to be a model for me? You can bring whoever you want. You can bring as many outfits as you want. And it has to just be in Fairfax. And of course, I mean, anyone who's up and coming, who is particularly beautiful. Say less, say less. I'm on my way. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel like Los Angeles is the place where if if you go up to someone with a beautiful camera and you say, hey, would you like some free photos? I don't think anyone would say no. And in fact, no one did, which is crazy because I feel like if I did that in London... The first person I do that to would probably have said no because people have just a different sense and a different relationship with cameras. Interesting. So, yeah, I I definitely felt like I was in the right place to do that. Yeah. And so I I worked with my friend Tara, who's also an artist. She did videos for the whole thing. She kind of documented it in her own way. And we had two different shows of, actually three different shows, but two different big shows of Fairfax Royalty where I showed different photographs um, of all these aspiring up and coming people, some of whom are making it huge right now because this was was over four years ago when I started it. And you photographed them all. Yeah, I photographed them all. That is amazing. (laughs) See, that's the shit that I love. Yeah. I love to see because you were also kind of up and coming and like not sure what direction you were going and then they were the same I just, oh, I love artists supporting artists. Yeah. It's amazing. And also <laughs> it was cry. a way for me to be so creative with other creatives. So maybe they were singers, musicians, stylists, whatever it was that they did that I believed in. I was able to work with them in a really beautiful way. And they appreciated my artistic input at the same time. So it was one of the first times where I felt very like an art director as well as the photographer, which yeah. was really important for me, I think, to just develop those skills. Yeah, that's amazing. There's a quote that my that I always say, you know, when you don't have the resources, become resourceful. <laughs> and you were like, no one wants to hire me as an artistic director. Fuck it. I'm a director now <laughs> on these streets. I didn't even know. I didn't even know what artistic direction was. You know, I didn't, I didn't even know. I was like clueless. Ah, oh, that's the coolest part about like, I think your personality is that you're just like, fuck it. This sounds fun. <laughs> and like, if something seems fun to you, just jump in and you just do it. And to people that don't know you, you do it so like, carelessly kind of and like, uh, not carelessly I would say effortlessly oh I'm you're glad like, it seems that way <laughs> you're like um, don't I'm sleep. like oh. <laughs> in reality oh. <laughs> I mean it would be crazy someone would call me at like 1am from a random number that I didn't know and he'd be like hey there's an amazing party going on in this mansion full of renaissance art and it's 1am mind you I had work the next day at 8am and I thought oh fuck it can I I swear yeah you can swear all you want baby all right cool (laughs) I thought fuck it I'm gonna go because this is an opportunity and honestly one of my favorite photos is from that night that I went out of my house at 1am grabbed Tara who was like literally sleeping (laughs) 
And we pulled up at this random house in Fairfax full of this cool Renaissance art. There was like a statue of David. There were like paintings. Amazing. Tons of makeup artists were there. That sounds a like rapper. a movie. Like <laughs> someone called you up at 1 a.m. You're like, you might murder me, but on my way. <laughs> on my way. See you in five. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, it's, it's just jumping to those moments because what's the point if you don't? There's no just you've got to say yes and that's kind of what I talked to with uh well the coyote that I interviewed last week you know he you just never know when someone's watching and like as long as you keep doing it you put yourself in those spaces like things are going to work out for you and that's amazing yeah and then obviously you haven't flexed this but I did want to say that all your work was actually published so you can actually purchase the book and it was all displayed in gallery a 1202 in an LA art show in 2020. Yes, it was. That was a really Which great moment amazing. for me. Yeah, it I was remember beautiful. I, we like, I didn't talk that much during that time, but I would always say, that, oh my God, this girl's doing everything. Like, This is why I think you're successful. It's because you just always put yourself out there and like, oh, I'm just so inspired. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I'm going to start crying. <laughs> so now we touched a little bit about your photography work. Yeah, I wanted to talk about you know painting now. Painting is such a incredible way for you to express yourself how do you come up with concepts can you kind of give me an example of a series that you're proud of so a series that I think is really interesting is a series called gamble and I was so inspired the first time I went to Las Vegas I was inspired by the beautiful destruction that Vegas has on people I thought (laughs) I thought it was disgustingly beautiful I was obsessed with the chance and risk-taking atmosphere that it created and this buzz that you feel when you're there. And I was particularly drawn to the slot machines and the psychology behind slot machines. So what are the colors that draw people to certain slot machines? What are the symbols that draw people to slot machines? So I took color combinations and symbols of luck and symbols of fate and maybe symbols that people would associate good luck to. Yeah, And I placed them in paintings and created this whole series. This is about four or five years ago now. Yeah. And I kind of worked on that series for three years straight, going back and forth with it, doing other things too. I had a big solo show the end of December 2021 in Las Vegas. And that was kind of the manifestation that I had for the whole series. I had, I think I had about 10 different paintings in total. Some of them were created on different artist residencies. And I just wanted to have these paintings in Vegas, shown in Vegas, in an art gallery. Yeah. Because I felt like that was the place for them and I felt like that was the place where I wanted to show them. So yeah. that that was a really great show for me and I felt very complete at the end of it and I yeah. really enjoyed the whole process and I felt like that was a part of, like a piece of work that I just expanded on. And I went very abstract after those pieces, but it was the concept that, I think I'm still working towards and it's like contemplation and life choices and why you make the decisions that you make. That's so interesting. And I actually did. I went to go see it and <laughs> Rachel's like, well, what? Oh God, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, I was in Arizona and then I was meeting some friends in Vegas and then we dragged everybody there and it was so cool to just see like all your paintings just up. And to me, obviously, you're not just like a random girl off the street. I was like, oh, I know this bitch. Like, <laughs> I'm just like seeing everything for sale at really nice prices. <laughs> I was like, wait, this this is amazing. Like she's literally living her best life. 
So, and Aww. it was beautiful, beautiful exhibit. I was literally so proud. Thank you. To see how far you've come. It's just, ah, oh, amazing. I keep like gushing over Rachel. It's, <laughs> it's probably the mood lighting. It's a stop. <laughs> I'm like crying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so um, great. Oh, I wanted to talk about how paintings I think of as like portals to the mind. And I think about paintings as like ways of manifesting your own wants and desires and ways of thinking about how you want to live your life. So I, I like using paintings as meditations and I want my audience to like get lost in my paintings and think about nature because nature brings about those kind of grounding thoughts whenever you have a problem, yeah. whenever you feel too stressed, you like to go to nature to kind of release that. And I want to bring, that's why I bring nature, even in the risk-taking stuff and the gambling stuff, there's always these elements of natural shapes nature itself maybe it's literally a flower maybe it's like just natural substances maybe i've used real plants but i feel like nature is a very important part of my artwork when it comes to also a part of your life i feel like you always go to like national parks you're a big like hiker you rock climb like i feel like it's a big part of your identity too you know it is it is and it's beautiful how it gets put into your art as well. Thank you. And I feel like being in a big city, it's very hard to remember that sometimes. Remember those feelings that you get when you are in nature. So I hope that my paintings can really bring about that sense and can hone in those moments that you only really get when you're in nature. So. Yeah, and that's amazing. So what about art moves you? We've kind of touched on that a little bit, but you know, if you could put it in like a couple sentences. I mean, I'm just obsessed with art in general and always have been. Growing up, I went to galleries from a very young age and I just love seeing artwork and I love experiencing artwork. I love artwork also that I don't make myself. I love seeing artwork that I feel like I couldn't make myself because that's almost more exciting to me. Yeah. But what really moves me in my artwork is the process of creation. And that could be anything from the inspiration, which is an experience that maybe I had that I then want to put into the artwork. Or it could be the making of the artwork itself. All of that process of creation is so important, I feel, to the end result as well. For me, it's a very therapeutic thing to make artwork. And if I'm feeling upset about something personal in my life or I'm feeling great about something in my life and I feel like it needs to be expressed that's how I express myself yeah that's amazing so that's how I feel and that's that's what moves me yeah I mean you're very talented and it's interesting because it's almost like a kind of like you said earlier it's just kind of like storytelling yeah you know you're just like expressing all these feelings and just also just a human experience in a different way so I love that and that's honestly what art is it's just like our experiences and we create something out of it yeah and it's a way of displaying an energy that you've experienced and producing it in a different way yeah I think just with art you know no artist is the same of course and I think a lot of it is because we I will never know how you experience the world just like you will never truly understand how I experience it but you know your artwork is as close as I can get to you understanding it so that's um, amazing mm-hmm. oh. I keep saying everything's amazing I, this is my word for the day <laughs> <laughs> love it uh. <laughs> um, and kind of going off of that art is so vulnerable and so personal mm-hmm. and I think sometimes criticism can kind of feel like an attack on who you are what things have you done to improve your art and how do you welcome feedback I can imagine that can be so hard because 
you're working so hard on something you're like oh this is so inspiring and like if people don't understand it like I don't know how do you navigate that yeah so I think writing about artwork is very important and lots of miscommunication and misinterpretation can just be because perhaps someone doesn't quite understand where you're coming from and that's okay I really don't think that artwork has to be fully understood I think the most important thing is just appreciated. I write about everything I do all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think writing is one of my strongest parts of being an artist. I feel like my expression as well as visual is also writing. So I... Do you write during your process as well as mm-hmm. after? Okay, cool. Yeah, so I write... I often actually write before. So I kind of write about what I want to do and the development and I write during and then my aftermath is kind of my artist statement, my final statement. Well, I love that. Yeah. And I and I find it really rewarding when people actually ask to read about my artwork. And when I do sell pieces, I I often send them the writing about it because it's really important for me for them to know where it was coming from. And even if they don't see that in the final work or if they finally say, oh, now I get it, you know, whatever it is, I think that writing is almost just as important because that's the concept. And that's a way for me to write it down rather than just visually represent it. Yeah. And also for you to remember, you know, because sometimes when you're just going through life, you just forget how you felt. So I like that you're doing with your artwork because you're just keeping record of how you felt. And also the meaning behind it. And it could be good, too, because even if something doesn't necessarily get the feedback that you wanted, seeing like how you felt and that was so special, like just makes the whole experience just so much better. Totally. And after leaving art school, I find that getting critique and getting getting feedback from other artists is pretty rare. So I really actually welcome it more probably now than I did before. Not everyone does. Yeah, I, I love it. And I go on a lot of artist residencies not purely for that, but I find the artist residencies really help me because I'm around other very established artists. I just went on one um, in 2020 in, in France and uh-huh. I had... And you got caught there <laughs> during COVID. I did get stuck there. It was, a, it was a great place to get stranded there. I mean, yeah. It, I, had, I was on a castle. I had my shitty apartment <laughs> in San Diego. You had friends. <laughs> yeah, I was I was on the sea. I had a studio. I was in a castle. I got to wander the gardens. But, but you were in a castle? I was in a castle. It was so insane. It was like, it was out of a movie, I swear. It was crazy. But anyway, I, I was around these other artists and I was able to get the best critique I think I've ever gotten in my life because there was nothing else to do but literally sit down and we had no Wi-Fi. <laughs> oh, <laughs> So we would just sit down with each other and there was only about five of us there towards the end and talk to each other about our artwork and give each other feedback and critiques that were so resonating with me now still yeah and I felt like I learned so much and really improved my artistic practice whether it was just the way that I approach art or even just life in general I feel like life and all all the same thing so it was it was an amazing time to really um receive that feedback because those people had all the time in the world for it yeah and I and I, I don't even just love feedback from artists. Sometimes I ask friends who are not artists. I make my artwork for a very broad Everybody. audience. Yeah. And I want my audience to appreciate it. So yeah. I like to ask people who aren't artists, maybe even more yeah. <laughs> than artists. Did you mind me asking? Yeah. <laughs> what was that criticism or feedback that you love so much? Um, it wasn't it was- necessarily bad. Because criticism isn't the same thing as critique true, in yeah. some sense. So 
for example, maybe it could be a critique to say, oh, I think you should paint more like this. Or I think you should crop the painting to this. Or I think mm -hmm. you need to expand on this idea more. Mm -hmm. Or, hey, let me tell you an artist who I think you will love, who I've never heard of. You know, so that could be, that's part of a critique for me that I Beautiful. really embrace and I yeah. love because critique and art is not necessarily like, hey, I don't like that. Yeah. Because that's not a critique, that's subjective. But they could say, oh, you know what? I think this color palette works so well here. I like it better here than in this piece. Okay, beautiful. And then I say, why? You know, I need to know why. I need to know what they're thinking, how it makes them feel. And if it makes them feel a certain way that I'm hoping for, that's what I go off of. Yeah. The and why is where, like, the real juice, the growth really comes from. Yeah. Because it just gives you a little more. And then, like, you can either, like, dismiss. I'm like, oh, that wasn't really constructive. Or... Oh, that is a beautiful point that I didn't, my mind didn't even have. Mm -hmm. So now moving forward, I can think about things in this different perspective. Mm -hmm. So I, I like mean, how you ask questions. That's, that's yeah. going to that's help, help a lot in life. Yeah, and artwork is received differently from everybody because it is, it is opinionated. And so if I see a piece of art that makes me feel a certain way, say I see a piece of art that makes me feel uncomfortable because it's like such a vulnerable piece or it's yeah. so exploitative in some way mm -hmm. or it's offensive, Maybe that was the point of the artwork itself. So you always have to kind of take that into consideration mm -hmm. too. If you feel uncomfortable, but the artwork was supposed to be uncomfortable, then the artist is a great artist. I never really thought about that. Yeah. It's like a successful piece of artwork. <laughs> yeah. Like if I feel weird, uncomfortable, like, it's because that's the point. And yeah, that's a that's human emotion. Exactly. And there's lots of political art that might make you feel that way. There's art that talks about sexism, racism. You know, there's all these different field matters and subjects that artists can portray and they're not necessarily like do you like it or not they're just how do you feel yeah. and if you feel a negative way and that's how you're supposed to feel then that artist has been successful in their, their intention mm -hmm. yeah how beautifully put i have seen you know your paintings and photography kind of evolve a little bit over the years because i've been stalking your work for a long time <laughs> <laughs> How do you decide when it's time to move on to a different style or like kind of like change things up? So when it comes to my personal work, it's really how I'm feeling in that moment. Um, but my real passion is abstraction. And I've always been experimenting with that throughout my art career. And I feel like the only work that is an abstraction recently has just been commissions. So if someone says to me, hey, I really want you to produce this piece for example I had a commission recently that was a rose bowl painting yeah a painting of the rose bowl yeah and um that person felt very strongly about the painting and I love that I love when someone wants me to create artwork for them I feel like that is a very honorable thing for me so I'm not gonna create a painting that they're not gonna like I'm gonna ask them very specifically what they want and that is if they want it figuratively, I'll create it figuratively. But when I do my own work, at least recently in the past couple of years, it's all been abstraction. Yeah, that's interesting because you kind of talked about art as if it was like your therapy. So it sounds like to me in a weird way, you're like their therapist when you're getting a commission. <laughs> like you're asking like all these questions. What do you want to feel? What colors? Like, and people are like kind of explaining mm -hmm. things that they didn't even think about. And yeah. you're low-key a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I, I take it as a compliment because, yeah. and often they're not specific. They say, oh, you go for it. This is just the subject matter that I want. Yeah. Or I, I like what you do over here in this painting. Can you redo it for me? Or 
please put in this symbol that reminds me of someone who passed away. You know, sometimes it's something so personal and I feel honored to be able to give them something that will give them a, a memory and a, or an emotion um, that they want to see all the time. So I, I really take it as a compliment that yeah. people trust me with yeah in a way especially want. with personal things you're helping them process a moment mm-hmm. and then also much like a therapist you're asking follow-up questions it's like <laughs> so why do you want that <laughs> or like are you sure you want this and that like should we look at this in this way i don't know it's just it's fascinating how without them knowing they're actually getting like a therapeutic moment yeah through like an oh artwork. my gosh that's such a great way of looking at it it really is <laughs> i've never looked at it like that either i have ADHD, I love so it. my I mind love makes it. all these weird connections <laughs> constantly <laughs> no that's great wow yeah no i think it's interesting because yeah when you're getting artwork done you have to express things and get you're asking people questions that they just don't think about because they're not an artist themselves mm-hmm. much like when you go to therapy i don't that's i'm here because i don't know what the fuck <laughs> Mm-hmm. so like, well, those questions are important and they make you feel connected to that moment and also in, in this case you know yourself much like art thank you and it's funny too <laughs> people who commission me things sometimes say oh I'm so not creative but that's not true they right. are creative because they know what they want they know what they want to see they know how they want to feel they just literally directed an art creation that's right. creativity right there I believe that if you have a desire to create, it's the focus of the desire and it's the drive that leads you to be the artist. Anyone can learn a skill, right? Anyone can. If you spend a million hours taking painting classes, you're going to become a really good painter because you're going to be taking those classes. But you need to have the drive and you need to have that drive in order to learn the skill. Yeah. So I feel like it's more about a desire to be creative than anything else. Yeah. Okay. We have a, a whole like <laughs> philosopher over we here. We have a philosopher <laughs> over here. <laughs> I just butchered the, your accent. <laughs> Rachel for president. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, well, can you? No, oh, yeah. You yeah, were born in America. Twenty twenty four. Yeah. 20, yeah I'm not allowed, so I'm gonna get a little petty about that. Don't I was worry. Born you in can Peru. you can channel through me. Okay, that'll be good. I'll just whisper in your ear <laughs> what to do. <laughs> like a first lady. Like, yes. Like, babe, so. this is what I think we should do. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. So what project are you excited about now? So for the past, I'd say two, three years, I've been developing a project called Biophilic Harmonies. And that is a concept where I kind of take nature and everything I love about nature and I'm trying to put it into my artwork in a different way. So rather than just like painting a flower, I might have an actual flower in there or I might have elements of something that will remind you of a flower. So I've been working and developing different kinds of techniques and yeah, you can see the painting. I was gonna say behind like, me, <laughs> the painting behind you that has all these air plants, and I'm like, is this it? <laughs> I, I think it is. Exactly. So I'm. I've been so obsessed with spaces and interior spaces, especially in a city like Los Angeles, where you know you've got all this like suburb, and you've but you've at the same time you've got so much dynamic of a city around you that it's very hard to kind of have a natural vibe when it comes to interior spaces, and I really appreciate the way that Los Angeles incorporates houseplants so much into kind of every atmosphere that you go to, whether it be a restaurant, you know, yeah, it's such a culture here. And I think that's incredible. It's not only healthy for you, but it's also just a beautiful thing to have and take care of things that are constantly growing in your environment and adding these 
extra elements to your life is just so important. And yeah, I love that. For people who hate plants or can't take care of plants, perhaps a painting will suffice them. So whether it be their house is full of plants and my painting complements that space, I just want the painting to be almost a part of the space. I don't mm. want the painting to stand out. I want the painting to really flow within the space of this like modern interior full of plants. And that's why I call it biophilic harmonies. Biophilic is just um, a way of incorporating like natural elements into design. So that's kind of what my paintings are trying to emphasize. It's like yeah. this like way of having exteriors, interior. Yeah. If that no, makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Oh. You are a very good speaker. Thank you. Thank you, you like express yourself so well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like very impressed. I'm so honored. <laughs> wow. Not not as a bad thing, like I'm shocked. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Imagine I'm like giving you like a back and moment. I'm in I'm shocked. <laughs> Hell nah. <laughs> no, 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 I, no, I love the way that you express yourself because I feel like you're really conveying like the emotion, the feeling. And I honestly, once again, I think this goes to show that you're a storyteller because I, you just took me to like someone's house. That I just invented in my head. Wow, I'm so glad. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like people have trouble. Some people have trouble taking care of plants and I, I feel very sorry for them. So I... <laughs> I really hope that my artwork can help them because all you have to do is just spray it like once every two weeks oh, with a little bit of water. You can spray like this if you want it. Yeah, yeah. So you Girl, can you what? can have the choice. You have the choice to keep the air plants alive or you can let them beautifully die and they'll just kind of keep their shape and still look beautiful. But to keep them alive, yeah, you just have to spray them with water every two, one, once every two weeks. That's it. Oh my God. I'm going to post a picture of this so that people know what we're talking about. Oh, it's I like, love it. I love it. It's this beautiful, like, <laughs> abstract work right now, and it has, like, a bunch of air plants and moss. I just, I didn't know that you could, if you wanted, like, spray them and keep them alive. Oh, yeah. Of course you can, duh. I guess. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. But I mean, I, that's that's the concept. It's, I've been developing it, but this one in particular, there's a wax substance, like, on top of the paint, so that when you spray it with water, the paint won't, like, disintegrate oh over time. Oh, my God. What? Mm, oh, my see. God. Who is she? I don't even know. That's really cool. <laughs> Any scientists, though, like you to help me. Yeah. But we're oh getting that. We're getting that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. That's brilliant. So now you said earlier that you are basically an Angelina at this point. Mm -hmm. What do you feel like you give to your community now? So right now, um, actually for the past, I'd say, eight months, I've been hosting paint and sips. I call them paint and get lit. <laughs> and... <laughs> They're a way for people to really just enjoy being creative because I'm someone who's so against nine till fives where all you do is look at a screen. Yeah. I don't think that's good for your brain. I don't I think that. that's good for you physically. I mean, I just, I hate it. And the people who do it hate it too. And, and obviously yeah. like that's a part of life and that's something that we all have gotten used to. But I feel like as an adult, especially now, it's very difficult for us to focus on something that doesn't require a screen. And for me, because I paint every day and I'm always physically doing something that doesn't require a screen, I have noticed the effect it has on me mentally. So I want to be able to give that to other people. And my classes are structured in a way where you literally cannot look at your phone for like three hours. <laughs> oh, do you have like a no phone policy or something? Um, it depends. I, I've had one where I had a nude model and I literally took everybody's phones in the beginning yeah. because just a sense of privacy and of security course. for the model. But 
people loved it. They actually said afterwards, I don't even want my phone back. That was the most exhilarating thing. That was the first time they said they hadn't been with their phone or checked their phone in a long time. And, And that to me is so important because... When people take my painting class, they can't look at their phone because they're painting. They don't want, they can't even get, they're going to get oh, their phone true. dirty, you know? That's true. Yeah. <laughs> and also they're focusing on something. They're not actually just sitting there bored or talking to their friends or, yeah. you know, zoning out. It's something that you're able to concentrate on without feeling um, a sense of anxiety or worry because you're just sitting there and doing something for yourself. Yeah. I want people in my community to, number one, appreciate art and appreciate the skill that goes into it because it isn't easy to paint it's really difficult to paint a painting and it takes a really long time and I think people don't understand the cost of materials they don't understand how long it takes some people say to me oh you're a painter oh what else do you do you know as if like that couldn't be a job yeah and that kind of stuff that's offensive because they obviously don't understand the time and the stress that and comes along with any kind of the education exactly yeah. and the practice and these classes are a way for those people to understand the art making process and at the same time become inspired to create things themselves yeah so I've had people take my classes and then re- repeatedly take my classes mm-hmm. and they've actually gotten better and I see them get better so just teaching people step by step something that they don't they're not used to and they don't practice a lot is an amazing thing yeah and it's so rewarding and I love it they love it (laughs) yeah and it's an experience where people can just relax and enjoy themselves in their free time and and lost a little bit they get lost and then they're done with something that they would have never made otherwise yeah and I'm not gonna lie 100% of the time their painting's incredible And they're stoked at their painting. Even people in the beginning who say, oh, I hate my work. Yeah. I mean, I've never had someone take my class and tell me they haven't been proud of what they've made. So that has been the biggest Yeah, because they come in just being like, I can only do stick figures. And they see something else. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Should I be a painter? Exactly. (laughs) And it's just, it's been amazing to see my community grow. And I've met so many amazing people who have taken my classes and I feel like it's a very safe space for people to come and just unwind and have some drinks, have some laughs, bring a friend, bring a date, whatever they want to do. Some Lots of people come by themselves even. And I love that even more because that really shows me that, that they want to spend their time doing something creative. Yeah. And I think creativity is the most important form of expression. And yeah, and that's beautiful. Oh, yeah. I like that a lot. Something about just people just like disconnecting and connecting with whether it be like other people which is beautiful or just like look at your hand and look at the brush and look at the paint yeah connecting with yourself and Mm -hmm. just enjoying your alone time almost yeah because you can get lost in what you're doing you don't even have to really care about the outcome it's just the process of doing it and I always tell people at the end of the class like congratulations you You know you just focused for two and a half hours on something and you have produced something and even just making something allowing yourself to create I think is something that should be rewarded and done more often that's amazing so if you are in LA or you live in LA come take a class she'll post when they're coming uh she's such a cool human so you have to (laughs) (laughs) that'd be awesome Rachel of course I look at you and as people could tell just from the recording alone is that I have nothing but like hard eyes and like admiration for you as a person and also your work you know, you're really making a name for yourself, I feel like, in this city. How do you feel about your journey so far? 
But you know, I feel like every artist has lots of self-doubt. Sometimes I have to remind myself, hey, look what you've done. So I feel like I'm so thankful for the journey that I'm on, but I believe that I have a lot more to come. Of course, yeah. It's just about working hard for me and making sure that I don't lose focus and lose drive. But at the same time, you know, everybody needs breaks and everybody needs the chance to just chill for a second (laughs) (laughs) and you know I I feel like a recharge means more inspiration too so of course I think a journey is all about being balanced and maintaining that balance is really important for me yeah but I am so happy to be on this journey and I hope it just continues to grow it will I think it will it's been growing so it's amazing (laughs) it can only grow that's what I think yeah Yeah, no I think so I think part of it is like your attitude who you are as a person in general, like you're kind, like you present yourself to the world authentically for who you are, which is great. (laughs) And then just like, you just love what you do. Totally. I came to your house a little bit earlier today. Like I was just working for my normal job and you were just like, you came home, you were painting and then like, I got to see your painting before it was quote unquote done and I came into the room like an hour and a half, two hours later and you're like, oh, I'm done. And I was like, how do you do this? <laughs> but you're you're like you're playing your music, you're having fun. Like and this is what I tell people is like even if you success is so subjective, but like if you just do what you love every day and it sounds super cliche, like this is success. Totally. I just love that. Totally. I totally believe that. And I feel like I have I have an artistic talent, an artistic eye. And I believe do. in myself in that way. So I feel like that is my gift to people, and I just want to keep giving that. And you are, to baby, you I are. I want to keep giving it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to stop. <laughs> and you know, I and I could talk to you literally for hours. I probably will after this. <laughs> but you know, I end the podcast with the same question for every guest: If you could get in a time machine and go back in time and give yourself one piece of advice to little Rachel, Aww. what would it be, and why? I think it's about time. I think my one worry in life is always time and time is precious. And I believe that I should be giving my energy and always giving my energy. And if I look back at the young Rachel, I think I gave my energy to sometimes the wrong things and maybe to the wrong people. And perhaps it was because I didn't know at the time. Yeah. But I think it's also because I didn't believe in myself and believe in what I really wanted to do. I knew I wanted to do it. I knew what I loved. But it's a sense of confidence, I think. And it's that confidence that allows me to have that time and give that energy to the right place. So I believe that 50% of life is fate. Sometimes you're in the right place at the right time and you meet the right people at the right time. But I also believe that 50% of life is you and the choices that you make because you decide your own journey. And you can take a path and you can make a decision that will alter your whole life. Yeah. But it's taking that. That's risky and it's taking that that requires the confidence. And also the time and dedication. So really think about what you love and look at what you love and spend that time and energy on those things rather than things that don't make you happy and don't fulfill you. Because you're never going to look back on that and think happy thoughts about things that didn't fulfill you. Well, oh my God, that's so beautiful. I think I'm going to cry now. <laughs> no, just kidding. You honestly have been so wonderful. I feel like your personality really shown through. And like, you know, we got a little serious, a little deep too. So I love that. And I'm so excited for this episode to come out and people to get to know you. 
follow your art, buy your art. So this is your chance also to plug your stuff, give us all your handles, what you're Thank doing. You. Give us a, give us give it to us all. <laughs> all right. Well, everything's my name. <laughs> Rachel B. Rachel Bakowitz. R A C H E L B E R K O W I T Z O Z. If you're from London. <laughs> And that's my website too, Rachel Bakowitz, art, A-R-T dot com. And yeah, that's my Instagram, Rachel Bakowitz Art. So it's all the same thing. It's pretty easy to remember. Yeah, um, and I'll put it all in the episode notes as well as Instagram. So you'll get a chance to follow this literally icon. <laughs> so honored. You know, so honored. Yeah, can't wait to so keep honored. watching you grow. And just like, once again, nothing but admiration, hard eyes for you, like, what an honor to just interview you right now, like after years of knowing each other a little bit. And so, yeah, guys, I guess we're going to sign off now. I'm so sad. I don't want it to end. <laughs> I don't want it to end. <laughs> but guys, as always, do what empowers you, do what makes you happy, and farewell. Bye. Bye. There we go. <laughs>